0: But there was one point when I because I think I went in at night where I was like whoops I didn't even like see the stairs there like so I was like that was like one thing I'd say to be careful but, like it, like I that like made me like turn the speed down on my scooter because I was like whoa I could have almost like you <laughs> oh you know gonna tip down oh no yeah that would have been a whole different type of show <laughs>
1: everyone to another bonus episode of the dcl duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel i am your host today sam i am solo in the sense that i do not have my other half brian with me he's not feeling well today so it will just be me but i am lucky because i have a wonderful guest with me i have danielle from Daniellevates, uh, which i love her her vlog and the vlog name is amazing but well. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much. Very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy that you reached out to us. We, th- the show topic that we're going to talk about today is one near and dear to our hearts. We've been hoping to get a guest who has more experience in this particular topic than we do ourselves. And we're we are so excited to talk to you about it because you are, a I would say, a model and an example in the disability community in talking about accessibility and specifically talking Disney accessibility. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and excited to dive right into it. Yeah. So before we, of course, talk about cruising with disabilities, and when I say disabilities, we're going to focus today on physical disabilities. There are, of course, many, the variety of disabilities is wide-ranging. Obviously, we talk on our show about our son's disabilities, which are, you know, autism and ADHD. But not having experienced ourselves with physical disabilities or mobility-type disabilities, we really have been wanting to talk about this. But before I said, before we get into that into the topic... We've gotta hear your Disney creds. And I want you to tell our audience a little bit about your vlog. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So so I was like a nineties kid, so I
0: grew up in one of the, you know, golden eras of the Disney movies, had the nice VHS collection. So so I really enjoyed going to the Disney parks. Like well, Disney World was like the only one that I've been to, you know. But I I went about three times when I was younger, then once in high school and then when I was an adult with my own money, now I've been twice. So so it's like a different experience each time. But But if anything, my love for Disney has just strengthened over the years. So yeah, so I'm definitely a Disney adult, proud Disney adult. And I... So like as far as the vlog goes it actually the idea for it started after my first adult vacation so so i i you know i was familiar with the concept of vlogs and i always just as a hobby liked editing videos it was just kind of started when i got a digital camera for christmas in like 5th grade but you know it wasn't part of my day job or anything like that i'm more i'm more working like business and marketing but when i took my first adult vacation with friends i had rented a mobility scooter for the first time before that when i was younger i was w- way younger pushing a stroller and then when i was a little bit older pushed in a manual wheelchair because on a day-to-day basis i do walk on my own but i uh, have a muscle disease uh, a muscle disease of unknown origin that I've had since birth. So I do get fatigue and weakness. So, so Disney, you know, I'd probably make it to one attraction and then I'd be done. So I, so, so in this uh, vacation, as a dog, I got a mobility scooter and it was like a, a whole new world. Not to already uh, <laughs> add a pun, but it was funny because like the first day we went to animal kingdom and, and I like, before we even made it into like beyond the, the park sign. I said like, I, this is the first time in my life I've ever said this, but if I'm going too fast, just let me know. <laughs> because I was just like <laughs> zooming along. And yeah, just r- real power trip, just being at the front of the line. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving your friends in the dust. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I had just no empathy at all, just because I've always been a straggler in the back. So I'm like, I, this is my time to shine. <laughs> and then of course, you know, you do shine too in the group when you have a disability that requires you know the DAS pass which I do and as a clarification you know because because I when people in like disability like traveling groups online talk about Disney like I'll say like oh definitely get the DAS pass and a lot of which stands for a disability access pass and a lot of people correct me and say like well just because the person's in a wheelchair doesn't mean they you know automatically qualify for the pass and I'm like yes yes you're right I need to clarify that. But because like for me, I have temperature intolerance with heat mm-hmm. and cold and a lot of fatigue and stomach problems and all that. So I so I do qualify for the past. So. So that helps a lot, you know, for me to enjoy the whole day. And then, you know, the the non-disabled people in the group certainly benefit as well, you oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that after that trip, I was like, you know, I would definitely, I, it gave me a lot of confidence in mm-hmm. traveling because, you know, it was my first trip was with, like without my mom. And I was like, you know, I can do this, you know, and I had a lot of fun and I didn't get run down. I was able to, you know, maintain and, you know, hydration and all that. And not saying I wasn't tired, but, you know, that's the sign of a good sure. Disney trip, you know, yes, not you're tired, exhausted. you're not <laughs> doing it right, you know, so. Sure. so you're going was, from like 7 a.m. to maybe midnight, right? Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't typically get out. I'm not like a rope dropper, you know, mm-hmm. because I... I'm just like a little bit sleepy in the morning, but I I sometimes describe myself to new doctors as like an old computer, you know, (laughs) takes a (laughs) while to get started. But once I do, I get the job done, you know, so (laughs) but but then after that, I was like, oh, you know, I definitely want to travel more, do more adventures. And uh, so then when I got home, I got my own mobility scooter and then I started
1: recording vlogs. Awesome. Now, your first trip to Disney World as an adult, you you rented a scooter then from one of the the local companies.
0: Yes, yeah, so I believe it's called Scooter Round. Oh no, 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 no! It's called Scooter Bug, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> Scooter Bug. I'm like ninety percent sure. So they're like the only ones that will drop it off without you there. So that was like a big thing for me because it's like so. So if you're if I didn't get the name right, if you look up whoever is the official partner of Disney World, oh. because if not, you have to like meet them and stuff, and it's hard planning with the plane and all that. So yeah, so I did rent it, and they dropped it off right at the hotel lobby.
1: Yeah, you know, they used to let you have like any... It was the same with strollers. With strollers and scooters, like any company you could rent from and they could drop it off with like the Bell Services at your Disney World hotel, right? And then they changed it. Now they have like one preferred provider for scooters and I believe one preferred provider for um, strollers. And it's essentially the same thing. It's you... They let them drop it off with Bell Services, but all the other companies, if you want to rent from them, you can... But you have to be there to meet them, which is, of course, a pain. But (laughs) well, let's transition topics over to talking about, you know, cruising. What made you decide, okay, you know, I've done the parks and I'm a Disney adult? I don't, I'm not traveling with children, but I want to go on a Disney cruise. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: the the idea of like a cruise was something I always was like, do I want to go on a cruise? Do I not? Like, I you know, just the being out in the open sea, you know. And then also for me, because I do have a chronic illness, you do hear like some of the horror stories about norovirus and stuff. So that, you know, was the two of the big factors for me. But, but then when I saw like how like lux- luxurious it looks, I'm like, well, I'll give it a try. And then I didn't realize like how... They do have, I, I, so I went on like the three night, which I really feel is just like a sample, you know? So I, so I was able to like sample, you know, cruise life and all the ports were like pretty close to the mainland. So I'm like an emergency, you know, not too far, you know, not out at sea for like long periods of time. So I was like, this is like a good sample. And I went during the summer. So not like peak flu season. So I'm like, you know, it was all, I'm like, what, what can go wrong, you know? But then after I was like, you know, now I'm like a cruise, like convert,
1: you know. Yeah, you're hooked uh, now, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, I will tell you, we just got back from a cruise and the episode just came out this week or just a couple of days ago. And of course there was an outbreak of norovirus on the ship that we were on. Oh, jeez, um, It was a Disney ship. And this is the first time where we experienced like seeing the protocols change on board, right? Like they, it went to sort of, I'll call them covid like protocols they the cast members weren't wearing masks but they started you know crew serving food instead of us serving ourselves in cabanas which is similar to marceline market but marceline market actually does have a lot of already crew served areas But in cabanas, it used to, like, essentially almost all of it was self-serve, right, in the buffet. And so, yeah. But anyway, it's I I digress, but it, it, it is still a thing, unfortunately, that cruise ships sometimes deal with. We were lucky in that we, one, washed our hands quite a bit, like, everywhere we went, and we were lucky that we did not catch it. But I think that is, you know, a valid concern for anyone cruising and for anyone with any with any particular, you know, chronic health conditions, because it might affect you more so, More, it might impact you more so than it does, you know, the average person, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was impressed, like, with the, like, procedure, like, you know, I started, like, them handing out wipes before everyone sure. ate, and they had, like, sinks in, you know, the dining area, so... Yeah. Yeah. So I was like impressed. And even on Castaway K, I noticed like white, mm-hmm. white bottles and stuff. So, you know, I do feel like they do their part. And I, I honestly didn't feel like I was closer to strangers than I am on like any other vacation. So, nope. so I definitely felt that I was safe. But also before the trip, I, I looked, you know, what happens when people go to like the medical center if they do get sick. So I just like packed my own supplies that were the equivalent. So like the Pedialyte and then I got Zofran from my doctor that I already had like on an as needed basis. And I was like, kind of joking with her. I was like, yeah, it costs like, I, I, I don't know like the exact cost. So I don't want to say, but it can be expensive, you know? And mm-hmm. then I was like, as a joke, I was like, oh yeah, you can do a side business, like on a cruise ship, you know, with these prescriptions. <laughs> but but, but then I was like, yeah, I'm not going to tell people I have these. But yeah, it was, <laughs> I, so I was like ready, but thank, and then got all the um, anti nausea stuff, but I didn't have to use anything. So it was Oh, that's
1: great. great. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the preparation side of things. Now you already, you said you own your own mobility scooter now, is that right? Yes. Yeah. And is this something, you don't use it on an everyday basis, I take it, or you don't need to really. Correct. Yeah. So, so
0: yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, if, if I had like a ramp, like, you know, the next place I move, I definitely want like a ramp outside my house. But mm-hmm. even like transporting it in the car, you have to like take it apart, you know. So there's a lot of factors involved and I can't even lift the pieces. So, so that's something that that i show in one of the vlogs because we did do the parks for three Mm -hmm. days before and we stayed at one of the disney spring hotels but then we ended up using uber a lot so that made me have to have everyone else take the scooter apart so so there's a lot lot to it Yeah. yeah
1: now were you able to you know in advance like Talk to someone from Disney Cruise Line. I, I know they have a service, I can't remember what they call it in the special services, something like that. And were you able to talk to them and, and did you need to get sort of clearance for any kind of, you know, for either the scooter or any kind of medical devices?
0: Yeah. So I did leave it up to my friend who who came with me, who's also a travel agent, but she works for an accessible travel agency, which is great. So I, I was the one who like when she was getting back into the game, I'm like, oh, why don't you work for, you know, Adventures by Jamie? So she she did. So Pam, who is my friend and travel agent, also a Disney adult, she she worked at Disney too back in the day. So I you can see why we became friends at work. But, so she was the one who like handled all of that but but I know that I did she did like say that I had the scooter because you know I on this one i there wasn't anything like special I did like go you know up the ramp and it was fine and but like on some of the ports I think there's different ways to get on and off I think if you have wheelchairs I, I can't say like specifically but But we did, she did register and we were in like one of the first boarding groups. So I don't know if that like affected it either, but she definitely did register it.
1: Yeah. 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 I, You know, it might be that you got an board, early boarding group because of coming on with a scooter, or it might be if, if your travel companion, if they have a higher status, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So that that sometimes can make the difference as well as far as your your boarding group. But that's, yeah, that's really interesting to know. Now, I know that with the special services, if you do have things like and I, I know you don't have this, but oxygen or you need distilled water for a CPAP machine or you know any kinds of things that are essentially medical devices, let's put it that way. You tell them ahead of time because that way they don't get confiscated when you're coming in. Although distilled water is one thing I know they provide for people, but I think oxygen and stuff you have to take on board. Any? Did you have any experience in sort of looking into those kinds of details or figuring any of that out? I didn't specifically but I know what you're talking about because I did see it on the option list and I know
0: like like when I take my scooter on a plane I have to like fill out a whole list cuz like certain types of batteries so I don't remember if I actually had to do that for the cruise but like if it's lithium you know there there's certain like rules so I know like oxygen kind of falls under that same category as well but but yeah so I certainly like kept all my medicines with me right. instead of like having them you know like go with the oh, other with your bags. checked bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, a
1: great, great, great tip. When you get to the port and you are sending stuff with the porters onto the ship, right? You're sending your we'll call them checked bags. Like like you, I'm I'm using the word the airport words because yes. we don't really have any other words for the exactly. Future. But yeah, you send your bags onto the ship medicines, medical devices, and liquids, you need to carry on with you. And that's for two reasons. One, they go through a different security check, right? But two, in case something happens, right? In case something happens to your luggage, you do, you need to have your... I mean, we carry our own medicines on as well. I mean, I'm not going to send my kids prescriptions you know, through in the check luggage. Exactly. Birth yeah. Birth it's birth.
0: just better to have them on me, even though I, if I sound like suspicious rattling through the, <laughs> the, the, the way, but it's okay. You know, it's better to have them, you know, it, it creates an air of mystery with the fellow guests, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell us, you know, why the wish and why the three night cruise? Was it, you know, as you mentioned, being closer to Port Canaveral, obviously a cruise that's in the Bahamas doesn't go that far. And NASA. Is a major port with, of course, medical um, care if if there is an emergency. But was that the main reason for choosing you know this itinerary?
0: Yeah, and we did like book it kind of late, admittedly. So the wish was something that was available and it was brand new. So I was like, oh, like brand new, like that sounds cool. And then and then I also saw like it was very big, so that mm-hmm. was like a factor for me because I hadn't. Tested the seasickness thing yet? So I was like, ah. in my mind, I was like, okay, the bigger the—I I don't know if that's even real. Uh-huh. No, it is. But it that, is
1: real. It is real. Okay. So the—I don't know if it's the biggest difference among cruise ships. Let me put it that way. So when we're talking large scale, scale cruise ships, I'm not sure there's a huge difference between a 2,500 uh, person ship or 2,500 passenger ship, like the Wonder and the Magic, as opposed to the Wish and you know the Dream and the Fantasy, as like 4,000 passengers. I'm not sure there's a huge difference in the... But in general, the bigger the boat, the less likely you're going to have seasickness because they have these amazing stabilizers, right? Large scale cruise ships have stabilizers. So even though you're out in ocean waters, in general, they will be better for seasickness. Now, I want to give a caveat there to people who are listening and say... There you, occasionally you will hit rough seas on a cruise and that can't be helped. But as Danielle mentioned, like summertime, usually pretty good, at least prior to August. August can get kind of rough because you're at the very beginning of hurricane season, but early summer, calm seas in the Atlantic going to the Caribbean, the Bahamas, that's actually probably your best bet.
0: <laughs> so, Yeah, absolutely. And then what, there was one night that we hit a bit of rough seas, like the mm-hmm. pirate uh, night show was canceled um, and then it kind of continued into the night. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, um, but I thought it was like fine actually. Like, you know, I, because I, I do have some like, sort of like dizziness on a regular basis, like standing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, am I like, because I was, uh, none of us <laughs> needed something, but I was like, am I more prepared, you know? <laughs> You're used to being a little I know. Dizzy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because like, because I was asking everyone else, they're so like, yeah, it's kind of like when you stand up fast. And I was like, well, I've never stood up fast. So I don't know what that's <laughs> like. So I was like, well, this is kind of like something I already experienced. So I, I was like, I'm, prepared for recalibrating so i was like yeah. you know it, it was it was fine like you know you felt it a little bit but it was i so i was like because i didn't like let myself get anxious about it so so i i kept it under control you know and it was mm-hmm. uh, i never experienced nausea either and i'm prone to nausea so i was like you know this is where i'm like yeah no the cruises are really for me because you know i i was made yeah. for them the, so <laughs> yeah. Love- love- yeah so yeah so it, it worked out and yeah none of us had any issues
1: Awesome. Well, let's talk stateroom. I'm assuming you got a handicapped accessible stateroom, but tell us what kind of stateroom you got and what you thought about it and, you know, how accessible was it? Did it work for you? Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, it was like a family deluxe. I think that's what they call like, you know, it can have like five, so like the queen and then the the bunk bed that has like two on the bottom, and then we just had a window. We didn't have a balcony, which was a choice because I I don't like love heights, so I I, I was like I'm not even gonna jo- enjoy the balcony. So we, it's just the window to give <laughs> to give a little bit of,
1: you know, that we could see light. It. Yeah, so you can yes. have some sunlight and and some views. So yeah, the family deluxe ocean view as opposed to the family deluxe veranda. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah, so it was an accessible one, and so it was great because I've. I felt they made use of all of the space in the room. You know, they like I like. So I haven't uh, reviewed a ton of hotels on my vlog yet, but out of all of the ones that I have, it does have the best rating. So that's why I'm like, if Wow, cruise ship can be this accessible then hotels really have no excuse because I'll give my one factor that I am like, if a hotel room that's called accessible doesn't have this, they'll never get like, I, I don't have a, a a real scale yet. I'm not like a 10 or an excellent. So I guess I give my ratings all over the place, you know? So, but no one will ever get like an excellent score unless they have an automatic button and the Wish Accessible Room does because that's like a huge differentiator for me because if it doesn't have the button and I'm on my scooter, I will not be able to get in and out of the room without someone. So I really hate when rooms don't have that because it's kind of like you're calling the room accessible but you're assuming someone's already gonna have always going to have someone with them and i i don't really love that assumption and i know it's really not an assumption it's more like we don't want to spend the money on an automatic door
1: sure sure (laughs)
0: but but it it makes a huge difference because you know there was some points where i was like i'm just going to go back to the room and rest and it's not Mm -hmm. like i need someone to come with me and open the door because hotel and I never actually opened it,
1: but hotel room doors tend to be heavy. So cruise ship doors, I was actually going to say that the cruise ship doors are quite heavy. Like, so if I've got, and you know, two coffees that I'm carrying into the room and I'm trying to open the door and push it open, right? I'll have to, what I usually do is I'll have one coffee in each hand. Then when I get to the door, I will put one coffee in my, like the crook of my elbow, right? On the same, on my left, on my left arm. And I'm holding, so I'm holding two cups of coffee on my left arm essentially. And then I'll grab my key card, scan, you know, the door and push, you know, latch and push with my right hand. But then I'm using my right shoulder to push the door open because I can't, like without more of my body force with just one hand, I can't really push the, and hold that door open while I've got two coffees on the other hand. So it's yeah.
0: just an example of a- No, of, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like picturing that. Have you ever had a disaster with that? I- yet? I have not had a disaster, but I've had a close call. Yeah, I think it's. I I don't want to jinx you and say it's a matter of time, but it it does sound (laughs) risky, you know? Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, so no, yeah, that's definitely a. Well, it's a good feat that you're undefeated so far in
1: that. (laughs) But Uh, the doors are really heavy, is my favorite. I I have found the, the doors really heavy, and I'm walking on two legs. I don't have a scooter with me. I don't have any mobility issues personally. So I can only imagine. I never thought about the the automatic button. It did, would not have occurred to me, but it totally obviously makes sense. As soon as you said it, I was like light bulb, you know, moments. So yeah, like how I don't know how somebody in a scooter or wheelchair or even with a walker or crutches or something, I don't know how they would be able to open from either the inside or the outside, be able to open and push through to get into the room without some kind of automatic device. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I've seen people do some, you know, tricks, but it's not, sure. it's not the way it should be. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. if a room is called accessible. But, but yeah, with me, I definitely could not, no matter how much I've tried. And I did, I have tried in other hotels, and, <laughs> and I end up needing like someone waiting for someone who's bringing towels around right. to help me in. But, but yeah, so that. Is like when I always like give a shout out to the Wish when I go to another hotel. Like, well, the Wish can do it on a boat, and then, <laughs> you know. But so they. Do what about get some- the,
1: what about the bathroom? That's always oh. I think a question, right? Like, so I know that in the standard staterooms on all of the Disney ships, not. I will say not all of the staterooms. Some of them have single bathrooms, but a lot of them have a split bathroom. And for those who have watched uh, YouTube videos with Disney bathrooms on the cruise ship, it's often you've got a sink and a toilet in one bathroom, and then you've got a sink and a shower or tub or, or shower tub combination in the other bathroom. I am imagining the handicapped accessible rooms are not like that. But yeah, tell us what the bathroom looks like.
0: Sure. So I'd describe it like a square where everything is in one room. So when you walk in, the toilet is on the left and it does have like the grab bars all around. And they also have like emergency pull cords all around the bathroom, which is great. And they... put put them in the right spot, which is like on the floor. You know, Mm. sometimes you'll see people say like, why on earth would you put an emergency pull cord like near the ceiling? You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Right. If you have fallen, you
0: can't can't reach the emergency pull cord that's on the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. And so many of these design things would be solved by like just simply interviewing a disabled person for five minutes. But you know, people don't do that. But well, they should. But but anyway, so then in front of the toilet is the sink and they do have like a pull under sink for people who are in wheelchairs full time. And then it's at a good level and everything, you know, where the tissues and all that, and then the sinks, I don't know how to compare it to a regular room, but they were easy like to maneuver and all that. And then to the right of the sink is a shower. And I did opt for a roll in shower. So there's no
1: like, it, it's a no lip entry. or edge right yeah, yeah. you just can yeah. roll like you could roll a wheelchair directly into the shower
0: yes yeah. yeah. so there's like drains all around so the whole bathroom mm-hmm. doesn't get flooded and and then there's a shower bench built right into the wall on the left and then it has a detachable shower head and very easy to maneuver like levers and stuff and all the you know shampoo and all that's on, at a great level so i really love that bathroom and and it's funny cuz even one feature i'm like i don't know if this is just me in my head but I was like, when I was walking on the, the floor after, I'm like, the floor, just like whatever material they use, like for the floor, it was like, didn't feel like super slippery. Oh, which wow. Which was like, I, I, maybe I'm giving them credit for like nothing they even thought of, but it, it was just like, it felt really safe in there. So mm-hmm. that was really good, especially if you could kind of feel the motion, you know, while you were in the shower, that's like a tricky spot, but it, it felt sure. very safe. So I, I really liked the bathroom a lot.
1: Yeah, what about the I guess maneuvering within the state room, right? On your either on the scooter or off the scooter. Like how did you find that?
0: Yeah, like I definitely felt like there was plenty of room. So I'm like kind of like an inconsiderate parker. I'll just like okay, I'm done and then I'll just park it in, in the middle of the room and then but you do have to like charge the scooter, so I did have to like find a spot for it, but, but it, it didn't feel like it was taking up a lot of space, which is, mm-hmm. I think a really good feature of the room that it, it didn't feel like I was like, you know, everything, everyone's bumping into the scooter, you know what right. I mean? Like I, I felt like, like I said, they made really good use of the space with like the way they put like the storage of the, you know, the drawers and all that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely felt like it was a good
1: size. Awesome. I will say I have been inside some of the handicapped accessible rooms on various ships. In particular, I went on one, I went into one on in the wish, thanks to Vanessa and her son Andrew. I'll give them a shout out. And I thought it was beautiful. It was humongous, the one that I was in. Hers was was sort of, I think, all the way aft on the ship. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was a ginormous room. And oddly shaped only in the sense that it wasn't, most of the rooms are these like very simple cookie cutter rectangles, right? That just sort of, you can see they're exactly the same as every room next to them. This one was a, you know, slightly different shape. So, but yeah, beautiful room as, I mean, all the rooms are beautiful, but really nice with all of this extra you know space to maneuver and her son use Andrew uses an electric wheelchair and so you know obviously also needs extra room to maneuver around as well yeah
0: yeah so it was great and everything like I, I could tell like the details like even the light switches like all good levels easy to use so I thought they did a great job Awesome.
1: Well, I feel like we need to talk accessibility more generally, uh, you know, getting around the ship, elevators, hallways, like those are really important things for accessibility for folks in a wheelchair, folks, crutches, walkers, scooters, all that kind of stuff. What did you feel about that on the wish? I will tell you, we've heard criticisms that the wish is not as good as the other ships with regard to that issue.
0: Okay, yeah. So that's very interesting to hear because I didn't run into anything specific. But again, it was like my first cruise and, you know, I was having fun. So I didn't like it unless it was like a glaring issue, I wouldn't have noticed it. But but some people did ask me like how are the hallways and I got through fine you know it's not like something where someone could have been walking to either side of me I did you know take up the the full lane I'd say yeah you know someone could get by me if we you know if I stopped moving so you know and then like the towel carts you know it was like one of those things where someone would wait and then I'd go but it didn't feel like I was going to scratch the walls in between, you know. So so I thought that was fine because that's something people have mentioned as a concern with people asking me that use like wheelchairs and whatnot. One thing like maybe if I had to guess what the, the issue was, was the elevators. Like some of them went to certain floors only. And then like, so there was more of a wait for the elevators. I didn't find it something that we were waiting like too long for. So I I didn't think it was like a big inconvenience. And I, yeah, I I am a little bit surprised by that because I I felt it was generally good. And then they also had the lift that goes up to the Aquamouse, which was great. So I didn't have to try to, because I can go upstairs, but definitely don't want to go up slippery stairs. So I didn't want to try to go up those. So I did use the lift to get to the main level for the Aquamouse. So that That was That was smart.
1: Because yeah. honestly, those stairs up to the Aqua Mouse, because they're people who are wet coming up from the pools and waiting in line, yeah, they can get slippery. And then, of course, you're then waiting on slippery ground in the line as well. So, yes. yeah, probably safe, safer to do it with the lift. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then, once you do get on, like, my one thing is, is it's funny. I, uh, well, because you're, because your background is lost. So, this is kind of like a funny story. I, I, so, You know how, I don't know, like Disney, they won't take any like ideas from people because I get it. Like they don't want to, someone saying, well, you're like me, like, I gave you that idea. You owe me money. You You owe me money. Right. Of course. Now it's it's my idea.
1: You got to pay me for it. Of
0: course. (laughs) Right. So, but like, I, I was thinking like, well, I have this idea for accessibility. Like there's no money to be made on it. What's the harm? But like, so I, I like messaged a few people on LinkedIn, like, Hey, like I'll add it as a PDF. Like you don't have to open it. Let's see how far we can get it up to like Disney, but I did get, end up getting a letter from like their legal team. Like we did not open your email. Like oh. I was like, uh, oh, <laughs> so bummer. I was like, oh, well it got up far enough that they know who I am now. But my, but my <laughs> idea, I was like, cause I, I, again, there's no money to be made, but there's like, so with the Aquamos, you know, and I think this could be applied to some of their boat rides in the parks as well, but the Aquamos, you have to get on the, the float. Like, there's no way around it. Like, and it's low. So, um, for me, it's kind of really plopping down, and I need definitely like two people to help me up. Uh, they do let you go twice. So, it is worth it. You know, once you get on, that's a nice Oh, that's bonus. nice. They let you yes. go
1: twice. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That yes. way you not do you, that way you can do it twice without having to like get up and down multiple times. That's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So really I think good. it's it's a win win for
0: everyone involved mm-hmm. too because they also have to stop it right. the the moving conveyor belt. But but I'm like because there are like lifts like Hoyer lifts for people that. Are transferring out of wheelchairs into bed or onto a right. couch or something, and I'm like, why can't they just like implement these here? You know, like yeah. just like lowering someone down, into- right? Like, they have them know by the pool, one of the pools, don't they? Yes, too? exactly. Yeah, yeah. like huh. I, it's basically that same exact tech. It's like I say technology, but it's barely technology. I'm like, right, I don't understand why they don't use this because it would move things quicker too. Like, you know, right. it, it would be good for everyone involved. So, I I've tried to get that message across. There's no money to be made. I have no investments in these lifts, but I guess I I think it's a simple fix. I can't think of any cons why, but they don't have it right now, but maybe they'll listen to this podcast and they'll they'll know.
1: Maybe. They haven't taken our suggestions yet, though, Danielle, so I have to tell you that we have made many suggestions on our podcast to Disney if they are listening, which I will tell you, I don't think they're listening, (laughs) but we've made many suggestions. And... Thus far, well, I have to say, you know, we wanted Moana as a stage show and we're getting Moana as a stage show on The Treasure. So maybe they are listening. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, if... If we're two for two, then we know they are. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Cause
0: that's a really good suggestion. And yeah. that was making me want to go on the new one. For uh,
1: that. The treasure. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, let's talk about the theater. That's another place where accessibility obviously is an issue. You can't go up and down the stairs on a scooter, right? I mean, the, the theater is like most theaters that have you know, an incline and so, so that people can see better, of course, but that means lots of stairs. So how is it that you get in and out of the theater? Like what, and what part of the theater did you, you know, come in into, I should ask.
0: So, I will say I toured around and I saw the theater, but my biggest regret from the cruise was I didn't catch an actual show. Because oh. I, yes, I love musicals so much, but we did get out like at Nassau, Castaway K. So, like mm-hmm. the timing of it didn't align. And, but next time I'd be like, ah, I'll pass on Nassau because, <laughs> you know, once you see it once, you've kind of seen it. But, but, I did go into the theater and mm-hmm. I did see like spots. I believe, like, this is a little hazy. So I am, um, sure. I'm not like the best, but, but there was one point when I, cause I think I went in at night where I was like, whoops, I didn't even like see the stairs there. Like, so I was like, that was like one thing I'd say to be careful Like, it, like, I, I, that like made me like turn the speed down on my scooter. Cause I was like, whoa, I could have almost <laughs> like, you oh, I could have tipped down. Oh, no. Yeah. That would have been a whole different type of show for the oh, members yeah. in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, DCL Duo fans. You know, we get the question all the time. Should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to MyPathUnwinding.com slash DCL. Duo, so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, my path unwinding for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode.
1: So I will tell you from what I have seen, not experienced myself, but from what I've seen in the theaters that you can either come in the back of the theater and there's some handicapped accessible seating, right? Where they've got spaces for, you know, wheelchair, scooter, whatever. And then of course, seats next to those areas, like in a movie theater, right? And then the same goes for the front of the theater. So there are some spots at the very front. Now, I'm not sure what deck you have to get go down to in order to get one of those front spots though, because I. I believe you actually come in. I'll call it a hidden entrance, but it's it's not one of the main entrances to the theater because the main entrances to the theater are uh, at the back of the theater, not down in front. So, but I, as I say, I know there is. I know there is one. I just don't know. I don't remember what deck it's on. But I do know that it's on the wish. The concierge guests get to go into the theater early, and I think that's the same entrance that they have. Folks on wheelchairs and scooters come into.
0: Okay, that would probably be my guess as well because, like in general, like with theaters, it's like top or the bottom. Like those yep. are pretty much the only two options. So, so yeah, I would have have seen from the top that that's the one I didn't see. But that's good to know for the future because it depends. You know, people like different spots. You know,
1: absolutely. Well, and on you know on the dream and the fantasy, you've got two different levels you can actually come into the theater on, and so because there's a balcony level and then there's like an orchestra level, so you could actually go into either of those. So if you just decide to, you know, change it up, which with ship you go on. there's a different couple of different options. The other area, though, I think that is perhaps l- less accessible than other areas is main dining. And I say that because main dining on the wish, I know from being on the wish. It's some tight spaces like those tables are kind of smushed together. How did you find, you know, main dining getting in and out? And and did you leave your scooter like at the front of main dining like a lot of people do? Or did you bring it into main dining?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. And when you say that now, it's like coming back to me like, yes, it is very crowded. And I did leave the scooter. I probably I I do tend to leave it when I go to like a restaurant unless it's like unless I was in like a park and it was just like a quick dining where I just it's easier just to park right next to the table. But but yeah, dining, when you say that now there, it is pretty crowded. Like even the first day, I noticed that at Marceline Market with you know, because it was everyone was looking to eat at once that day. And I, I did kind of like tell everyone else like, okay, you go like get your meal. I'll go. And then of course I'm like trying to vlog at the same time. So I'm like trying to like (laughs) get behind people, like, you know, like in between them to try to like show a little bit, like even on the vlog, I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Like just try to figure it out for yourself.
1: But um, I did highlight the dessert section because that's priority. But absolutely, um, did you yeah. have the Oreo cheesecake? Because the Oreo cheesecake on embarkation day is really phenomenal.
0: Okay. I didn't, someone else did that I was with and they loved it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I, so that's good that it's um, so well known uh, like that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, and so not to be, a bomber, but I just in case anyone else can relate, I'll bring it up now. But so I have like a very sensitive stomach. So, mm. you know, one thing people love about cruises is the food. So I because. People, you know, like a house of food, house of food. And then I'm like, of course, it's great that, you know, they have something for everyone. So so I say that because for the foodies, you know, they have something for everyone really appeals to them. But for people with sensitive stomachs like myself, that also is appealing because, you know, I... I would be more adventurous if it wasn't so. And it's funny because like people go on vacation sometimes to eat and experiment with food, and I'm like, well, I don't really want to experiment
1: when I'm on vacation, you know? Right? Because you don't want to like derail your vacation. You don't want to make yourself sick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One day I did. You know, I was like, well, maybe day two. I think it was like too many people like walking around like holding two ice cream cones. I'm like, I deserve at least one if they have two, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, But but yeah, I did. I did learn a little bit. But anyway, but I was like, okay. I can't go as hard as these people, you know, but, but, but it's good. Like they really do have something for everyone. So Mm -hmm. especially in like Marceline market, you know, I learned that the first day I was like, okay, I'll be just fine when it comes to food after I saw that but it is very true about the cramped quarters. So I did abandon the scooter on multiple occasions and I'm not like super paranoid that someone's gonna like take it. You know, I take my sure. keys with me and I'm like, if anyone steals it, I'm gonna like find them, you know? <laughs> they're all my <But>, the ship. <laughs> I know, exactly, exactly. I, I mean, like outside of the parks, I, I have to just like have faith in humanity that they're not, but on the park, it's like more security, like, you know, how far can they really get, you know? Sure. But, but yeah, it is a little bit unfortunate that you don't have, as much of an option, you Mm -hmm. know, to, and I, I, I will have to like check with my friend if they ever asked that about dining. Like, are you going to be, get? I I don't think they did because she never asked me that. Like, are you going to stay in your, you know, scooter or get out? Because in many places that we sat, it wouldn't
1: have been feasible. Yeah. You couldn't have brought it in. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. There's certain parts of, you know, the dining rooms that are just, yeah, they're just not accessible. Yeah. So that's, interesting well it's smart probably that you were able well smart and lucky that you were able to leave the scooter behind for absolutely yeah rides. it's definitely a
0: privilege that i have the choice but mm-hmm. i i always like that's how like i say it with the button you need to like accommodate people who don't have the choice you know right absolutely
1: now in marceline market i'm this i'm gonna ask just a Maybe this will be a dumb question, but logistically, how are you able to drive the scooter and carry like your plate of food at the same time? <laughs> did you do that? I I believe one of my friends like met
0: me and then like okay. took the plate. Yeah, because I did put it on my lap for a bit, and then mm-hmm. that's when like the vlog took a hit. You know, because I can't do it all.
1: You know, <laughs> no. but um, I mean, I'm trying to carry two cups of coffee and open a door at the same time yeah. too. so yeah. It's, it's you know, it's hard to multitask. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. the funny thing is
0: I had like an action camera in the parks, but I'm like, I'm not using this in like the ship. Cause I, I just call it like the scooter cam. Cause I like put it on the scooter, but now <laughs> I'm like, I, I need to start putting it on, you know, for those yeah. situations. But, but yeah, so, so I did, you know, but the staff was great. Yeah. I should mention that too. The staff would like come up to me and like, Oh, do you need me to take it? And I will say, I feel like the staffer very well trained on disabilities because they really approach it in a good way like because you can really tell when someone's trained or not because like they may talk to the person next to you instead of you oh instead of you oh that would drive me
1: crazy did Yeah. yeah
0: so I've never experienced that in Disney I can't like say no one has but I've never experienced that anywhere in Disney but it very much treats you like you're a child and like that you can't speak it's, it's weird assumptions that come out really quick so never experienced that in Disney and also they're like respectful like they're not like oh let me take this from you like you know like some right. people will just like grab your plate grab your wheelchair and like you know it's right there's not a more can like, i help
1: you and yes this and, for you yeah.
0: yeah they don't make assumptions they're very like respectful and treat you with dignity while also offering the help so it's always good to be have the offer and then you can say no so that's so i they were always very accommodating Awesome.
1: What other, you know, areas did sort of accessibility come up? Like, did you have any issues getting in and out of, you know, various spaces? Some of the spaces are, you know, quite crowded. And so I imagine that can be an issue, but I don't know if you do, you know, trivia or some of the various game shows in, you know, different spaces on board, did you, you know, find that there were issues, you know, in getting in and out or getting to, you know, a seat or something like that?
0: For the most part, no, like, you know, and then it was and again, because I have the choice of like, whether I want to get in or out, I may not notice, you know, where some of the issues may arise. And I did feel like it, it was, you know, as accessible, you know, as it could be, you know, there was some you know, crowding. And then I just kind of chalk that up to being on a cruise, you know. And like certain instances where it comes up or, you know, like when you get off the port and come back in, like you go through like a bit of a different scanning process, you know, because they need to like check the chair and then you, but they're very like respectful of that. And even one thing that really stuck out to me, because it's funny, I know how you asked for like things that maybe could be improved, but I'm I I I guess, you know, the more I went on, I'd probably notice more things. But one sure. thing that stuck out to me that was like a real positive and you might be able to provide feedback whether you've noticed this or whether this is true across all cruise ships because it was like very striking to me because it felt like the first time in my life I was actually accounted for in a fire drill because you know how they have you go out um yeah for the, the muster. drill in the beginning yeah. yeah and then so I always have like a bad attitude at those things like even I was telling people around like I'm not even paying attention because no one even like cares like because like in school like growing up I was always assumed to be the last one out of the building. And, like, my mom was very disturbed by that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, like, one of those things where, like, the school told her, like, this is the way it has to be, like, you know, because she can't hold up the line. And I get it from, like, a logistical standpoint, but it's, like, disturbing on, like, a human level where it's, like, you are absolutely going to be the last one out. And so year after year, every drill, I was always the last one out. The whole school is out. So it does, like, a weird thing to your psyche. So then, like, you know, with the drill on the ship I was like slightly bad attitude not really I was still on a Disney cruise but then when they said you know like if you have a disability I believe they said like you know someone will meet you at the elevators and they'll Mm. help you get escorted off I was like wow, like that was like the first time in my life I've ever felt like someone planned for people with disabilities in a drill. And it did mean a lot. And that was like, made me feel even better being on a cruise ship because yeah, yeah. So I was, I was very impressed by that. And, you know, it's the way things should be everywhere, but you know, you hate to feel grateful for something that should be like the bare minimum. Right.
1: Yeah. But it was, it was reassuring nonetheless. No, oh, I love that. I love hearing that. I mean, that's, you know, having not experienced that for, you know, the years in school I can't imagine as you said what it that does to the the psyche. That's that's just an awful feeling, but I'm I'm glad that Disney does it the right way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the yeah, way it absolutely. Should be. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any sort of tips or, or feedback that you would give to, you know, somebody who has a disability that affects their mobility and in, in going on a, a cruise and any sort of, you know, preparation you would tell them, you know, in advance of, you know, what to expect or, or what to plan for? Yeah, I I definitely
0: like after this experience, understand why a lot of people vouch for cruising, like in the disability community, like a lot of people are like, yes, it's like the main way to travel. Like for me, like the chronic chronic illness component was what was kind of holding me back. But I, but I do feel like it's super accessible. Like I felt like I was able to have a full day without really getting exhausted because I was able to just like zip around, you know, from like shopping to, you know, like different entertainment options and the cruise and eating and it's like all right there. And then like, even if you need to like go back to your room, like it's just a short little trip. You don't need to go on a bus, a monorail, you know, or whatever to get back or even, you know, Uber, if you're somewhere non-Disney, but so it's like, it's very it's very good to like like feel like you've done a lot and you're not exhausted and you know like i said it's easy to like eat and drink and all that like it's very right there is great and there's something for everyone too like you know the activities it's you know Mm -hmm. for like the kids they have like the different you know activity rooms and stuff with like the basketball like hoop and all that but but there's just like something for everyone so it's not like i felt like oh i can only do like half of the things like i felt like i could really do most of them and the other ones were more or less my choice not to, you know, like there was some things like the Aquamos, like I said, that could be more accessible. But for the most part, I thought they did like a really good job. Like, and so I definitely recommend people giving it a try. And like, if you're on the, um, if you're like, you're not sure, I really feel like the way I did it with the, you know, the three night and like the, all the destinations were really close to, you know, the mainland was like a good way to sample and give it a try where it was like, you know it was you're like it, there's not like a ton of like major disasters you know that, sure, that couldn't be like yeah you're um, thinking
1: lower lower your risk level essentially exactly right? like, exactly and yeah. it's a shorter cruise so if you have really bad seasickness it's only for a couple of days right like all of the yeah if you if the food really doesn't agree with you it's only for a couple of days if there's a medical emergency there's close by you know one thing you mentioned about the ports is of course these are both docking ports, Castaway and Nassau. You know, you didn't choose a cruise that has tender boats, a port that where the the ship can't, you know, can't dock in. And I mentioned that because I will say I'm not sure how accessible tender boats are for folks in wheelchairs or scooters or otherwise. I I don't know. I, I can't say one way or the other. I I've not actually, you know, seen someone roll on to the tender boats because the tender boats come right up to the ship. You're out in open water, you know, off, off of, the port by quite a bit and they're moving a lot. So, you know, I would just caution anyone to look into that. If you're considering, you know, going someplace where there's a tender port, uh, you might want to look into whether or not you can actually get off at that port. Now, if you don't care about that and you want to stay on the ship anyway, no big deal, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And
0: I I was like familiar with that and I've had heard some like mixed things. I think like generally you need to be able to like transfer probably into like a manual wheelchair. So, like, for me, it would probably work. But, like, if someone's in a power wheelchair, it, I'm not saying like there's none, but like definitely less options. And so I have like been really like I, I'm not like actively planning it, but I love the sound of like a river cruise. But I have heard that's like a a con to it, like some of them. So that's like like you said, definitely something to keep in mind that one, I didn't have to experience on this one, but two, you know, if you do experience it, you know, it, you do want to have a ship that has enough on it that you're like, well, I'm not, I'm just doing something alternate, alternate, like an alternate activity. So
1: yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, I forgot to ask you about Castaway because you did get to go to Castaway and I am curious what you thought of Castaway and what, you know, and we're, you able to get down to the beach i know they do have those beach friendly like wheelchairs right they're they're manual I, but i know you can also walk and and not use your you know your scooter so i'm i'm curious how you felt about you know the beach accessibility
0: yeah absolutely like at first i thought like it was like a very beautiful island that was like my first like real like island experience like that like i was like amazed and so i'm like blanking on the name of it but the 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 little like um the thing you go on that like drives you from one spot to the other oh yes the
1: the tram Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. Yes. So that was like very accessible. They had like a pullout ramp and then I just drove up. So someone on using a power wheelchair could do that as well. And they, they strap you in. And it's a very nice scenic ride. And then, so yeah, so it's great because there's a lot to do too there. That's not just the beach, but but I did notice they did have like those, like you mentioned, the beach wheelchairs and like the ramp down. So that was a great option. And then I did like park, you know, I wish there was more of like a parking area for scooters <laughs> (laughs) Because I didn't like leave it like in the like basketball area with the Mm -hmm. kids. I was like, I'm just going to leave this here. And they're like, okay. But like, because it's, I didn't, because it's so hot. Like, I don't want it to like, like. You want it to be shaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know like what kind of damage could be done, you know. But so I I did leave it there. And then it was a bit of like, not that much of a walk. But like I said, it would be nice if they had like a little like shed or something like for people to park there scooters or whatnot, because I, I didn't see any other people parking, but I couldn't mm-hmm. have been the only one unless they opted to stay on on the ship. But, but I did notice a lot less scooters on the ship than I do in the parks, mm-hmm. which was interesting. So I think some people probably just opt to use them in the parks because there's so much more walking and they feel sure. more less needing to rely on, on a cruise, which makes sense. Cause like I did do a little bit of walking without the scooter. I mostly used it the whole time just because I didn't want to like walk too far and then get tired. But, but yeah, so, but then I did, I did go in the, the water a bit and it was good cause it's like. I, my mom is like afraid of the ocean so she's like don't tell me if you go in like <laughs> so I was like telling her I'm like no this is like the safest because they had like lifeguards like way out there yep. and then like there's barely any waves
1: so uh, yes I felt it's, like very, it was- it's they've got you know that sort of barrier reef thing that keeps yes. it really quite calm at least the, the beach areas yeah it's really nice
0: yeah yeah and then it was like I felt like they had so many like lifeguards and yeah it felt very safe to me so so it was a really great experience awesome I
1: love that well you you've caught the cruising bug right so yeah tell us you know what's next for you have did you book a placeholder are you did you book another cruise like where what's what's going on for Danielle's travels
0: yeah absolutely like so I haven't booked anything yet so it's like it, and it's funny because I think there's like I don't know if you've like ran into this yourself but like i i saw the like week of like black friday like caribbean cruise was like one of the top searches on like mm. google or whatever so because <laughs> like when i was consulting my travel agent i was like oh like it's is it like because it was like a little less like availability, like when like sure. more like the Caribbean ones, and so, um, and and I noticed like some of the because I was like, do we, I want to do like the Wish again? I kind of wanted to experiment with the different like ships and stuff, sure. but it was like trying to find like where they're going So I, I know like some of them are more like international right now, so um, so kind of in between, and I I have never been to Disneyland, and that's Ooh. like big on my list, so. It's between a cruise and Disneyland. So I'm probably booking in the next like two months, but I'm in between.
1: Oh, well, they're both amazing options. I, of course, would always opt for the cruise, but we go to Disneyland all the time because it's only a couple hour flight from us. I mean, we're we're in in the Seattle area, so we're at least on the West Coast, so it's only a two and a half hour flight for us. So, but I understand the dilemma because if you haven't been to Disneyland, it's such an incredible place, and of course, you know, being the original, it, it's it's some place you, you've got to go. But I know, I, yeah. I, but I hope that you decide to venture out onto other cruises. And of course, please you know, keep us updated on your travels because we'd love to have you, you know, come back on the show and talk more about this topic and, and others, of course. But why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, where they can find your vlog, and how they can you know, follow along with your travels and your accessibility reviews? Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. So on
0: YouTube, I am the username Danielle of eight, So the name Danielle and then V-A-T-E-S and so I do have a full like Disney Wish series and then we did a few of the parks before that so that's all up there now and then I live in the Boston area so stuff around that area and I did go to San Diego recently. So it did launch in May but I feel like I have enough to keep people entertained and I know people like all different types of vlogs. These are more of like the longer type. So you kind of if you you're into that even if you just like leaving something on doing laundry it's good for that, you know. So <laughs> I do like try to capture everything to so that's YouTube, and I definitely include accessibility reviews throughout the the vlog. and And if you have any comments with like people who have different disabilities to weigh in on other things I should look for, I always welcome that as well. And then on mostly Instagram, but also TikTok, I post short form content where it's all about like elevating ideas about disability and rare disease, mostly through humor and education and, and the adventures, like I mentioned on the vlog. So so that's also Danielle Evates, but on Instagram there's an underscore in front of it because I'm not too official yet. I'm still growing. So maybe <laughs> next time I'm on the, the podcast I'll get rid of that underscore. But uh <laughs> for now I'm still, you know, battling it out amongst another Danielle Evates person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for joining me today, Danielle. I really appreciate it. It's been lovely having you and i love you know following along with your adventures and hearing what you think of some place that we love which is disney cruise line so thanks again yeah thank you so much for having me
2: All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402 402- and that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Dual Podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company or the Disney family. of theme parks, the views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL. CL duo. Good night.